You may be seated. So, you know, we never did that, the church we grew up in. It's a different church here. Anyway, pretty cool. Well, listen, I, I've, I have this wonderful message for you, but I'm sicker than a dog. And, uh, by the way, unclean. Don't, you don't want to hug and shake my hand today. All right. Uh, uh, Jimmy's also a, a minister. Uh, met him through my brother Eddie. He's preached for Eddie several times. He preaches all around the country, probably the world too. He travels quite a bit. Uh, and uh, so I asked him at the last minute when I came in this morning and said, dude, can you preach for me this morning? And he said, sure. So he did a fabulous job in the last service. So would you please welcome Reverend Jimmy Bratcher. Thank you so much. I'm uh, thrilled to be here this morning with y'all. I've been in Honduras all week and uh, got a sunburn, so I came to Green Bay to get frostbit. And, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. I'm Jimmy Bratcher, the Reverend Jimmy Bratcher. That's the name that the blues community, the secular blues community, uh, stuck on me, something I wouldn't have ever done myself. It's true. I mean, I have been in ministry for a long time and uh, different pastoral positions, but uh Sherry and I, my wife, she says hello, and uh, when we started traveling in 2000, one of the first radio interviews I did, the lady who was doing the interview said, no, you're, you're not Jimmy Bratcher, you're the Reverend Jimmy Bratcher, so then we, then we decided that just recently that I should start using my middle name, which is Leroy, so the Reverend J. Leroy, so I'm kind of digging it, but, but anyway... Uh, but I'm thrilled to be here this morning. I'll be back next week as well to um, do a couple of songs. And then on the 23rd, which is a Saturday night, two weeks from last night, we're going to be pulling the boys out and do a concert here. I think it's 630. Is, is that what it says? I think it's what it is in the announcements. And, um, and then I'll be back that next Sunday morning. And I'm just thrilled to be in Green Bay. It's the first time I've ever actually been here to minister. I've been through here before working, but uh, not ministry, and, and so I'm glad to be here. Grab your Bibles and find Proverbs chapter 4. And while you're doing that, let me just mention a little bit about some of the things that uh, we brought with us. Everybody say stuff, because all God's children need some. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's free. But that ain't the free stuff out there, but... But there, there is, there are some cards out on the table, some little postcards thing, and it has our website on it. And uh, providing my website's back up, there's a free stuff page on the website, and there's sermons and videos and and all kinds of free music. You can grab that. Out, out on the table, we have uh, the song we just did is Red. Our three chords is on CD Red. Uh, Red was produced by Jim Gaines, who works with who worked with Stevie Ray Vaughan as well as Carlos Santana presently. And uh, Red was number 22 in 2006 on the National Blues Charts. Live on the 4th of July is a live concert DVD that includes uh, my wife Sherry and I's testimony. And there's a book out there on the table. There's also a bunch of other stuff out there. But uh, Don't Take Your Dreams to the Grave, which is my first book. I'm working on my second book right now. And this is just a book of encouragement. This book is about us being us and living a fulfilled, satisfied life. And the most powerful thing that you can ever be is yourself in Christ and show up in life. And so those things are out there. Did you find Proverbs, the fourth chapter? I didn't. I was talking. So so anyway, Proverbs 4, verse 23. It says this. It says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it 
springs the issues of life. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Well, being a blues musician, I've also studied blues history. And one of the most famous places in blues history is a place called Clarksdale, Mississippi. Clarksdale, Mississippi is kind of in the heart of the Delta. And if you study blues music, you'll find that uh, pretty much most all of it came out of there. John Lee Hooker, who you saw just a minute ago, is from Clarksdale. Muddy Waters is another famous blues musician from Clarksdale. And, and Muddy Waters had it right because I found this quote from Muddy one time online. And it said this, if you want to know about the blues, you gots to go back to church. And so you're all in the right place to figure out how to beat the blues. You come to church and you'll know what the blues is about and you can learn how to live a life where the blues don't affect you. And if it does affect you, it don't affect you very long. I'm working on a new CD in Nashville at the moment and I wrote this line uh, Thursday on the plane home from Honduras. The blues ain't nothing but a good man. Feeling bad. And so, you know, the emotion that you experience that we call the blues is something, first of all, that's temporary. And secondly, it's a defining limit in your life that's trying to keep you from something that you need to experience. That's why I chose this passage of scripture, Proverbs 4.23. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. That word issues there, if you just go to your strongs and look it up, what it means is the geographical boundaries or the borders. The borders of your life are being set by the limits that your heart is projecting. And so for you and I, we need to be those, you know, I I like challenging limits. I'm a child of the 70s, you know. I mean, you know, question authority, you know, kind of thing. Now, in a good way now. But I like challenging limits, you know. And so if if I'm going to beat the blues in my life, that's a limit that's setting there that's trying to keep me from experiencing all that Jesus came to give me. Jesus came to this planet to give us something specific. John 10.10 says that he came to give us life and that more abundantly. I've been a Christian now for a little over 31 years, and a good deal of that time I spent really not enjoying life because I was too busy with the guilt and the shame that people tried to put me under to get me to perform as a Christian instead of enjoying the relationship that I can have through Jesus Christ. It was a limitation of guilt and shame that reflected in my life in depression or the blues. And Proverbs tells us that anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad again. And so what I've decided to dedicate my life to is number one, to to follow Jesus. And number two, enjoy my life. This is it. This is all that we have. I'm working on a new CD, as I mentioned, and one of the songs on that, I actually have a pre-release on the table that has this song on it, is a song that I wrote about a friend of mine's daddy who lives down in South Louisiana, and he's 94 years old. Come on, man. I'm going to be 94 years old one of these days. I already told my kids when they get ready to send me to the home, 
the only home they can send me to is the home for the perpetually groovy. That's right. But I'm working on this song about my friend's daddy, and he, he you know, they took his boat away from him because he's fished every day since he retired because he fell out of it almost drowned. They took his car away from him because he was driving the wrong way on the four lane. But he still does his own shopping, and he was in the grocery store in the produce section. He was wanting to buy some bananas, and he asked a little girl that was working there. He said, ma'am, would you help me pick out some bananas? And she grabbed a big bunch of bananas and brought them to him. She said, here you are, sir, these green bananas, they'll be ripe in a couple of days. And he looked at her with a strange look on his face and said, I'm sorry, hon, but I'm 94 years old. I might not be here in a couple of days. So I wrote this song and said, don't sell me no green bananas. Because this is the day that the Lord has made, and we need to be glad and rejoice in it. And the blues are nothing but a limit in our life that we need to challenge and overcome. And one of the best ways I know to beat the blues is to give from what I have. Now, I'm just telling you from personal experience. When I get my mind off of my own situation and begin to just give out of my heart that which I have, all of a sudden my problems don't seem nearly as bad as they are. One of the best ways I know to do that, you know, and I'm a local church kind of guy, even though I travel full time and have for the last eight years, I'm still, you know, I'm in churches all the time as well as other places, but I'm committed to seeing the local church grow. And one of the best ways that you can beat the blues in your life is just to begin to ask people to come to church with you. Just, you know, get out of the boat and do that kind of thing, you know. And so we had a guy that came to one of our outreaches when I was, I was on staff at a church in northwest Missouri. And he came and, and this dude, he was, we were doing an outreach with our motorcycles. And this dude was the epitome of a biker dude. I mean, he had it all down. Long hair, ponytail, full beard, tattoos everywhere, black Harley shirt, black jeans, black boots, and a black chain drive wallet. He was a nonconformist. Um, he, had, he had everything motorcycle going for him, except one thing. No motorcycle. But somebody invited him to come to this event, and he came, and then he came to church, and he came to receive Jesus in a meeting like this. And, and I thought, man, there's a guy, and he's going to challenge some people's limits. He's going to take some love limits off some people, you know, because, man, I've been a Christian 31 years, and I've been around a bunch of Christians get on my last nerve. <laughs> Come on now, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, Sister Goofy got to prophesy to you every week and just wear me out. <laughs> had this little cat, my sister had this little cat growing up. Named Buttercup, little Siamese cat. I love this cat. This cat was so cool. Because anytime my sister Linda would talk, anywhere in the house, she'd say something, this cat would go, and search the house and find her and attack her. I love that cat. I've been around Christians that have that same effect on me. But Richard, he came and... and you know, he, he came to church, and we had Friday night church, and he came one Friday night. He you know, actually got off work and went to the store and cashed his check, went to the bar and drank as much as he could as fast as he could because he didn't want to be late for church. And he came to church, and he was wiped out, you know, and he went over and sat on a section. It wasn't just a couple of minutes of herd of ushers come to me. Hey, Jimmy, 
there's this drunk guy over here. You think we ought to throw him out? And I thought, well, you know, we could throw him out, but he'll just go back to the bar, you know, and do something. I said, is he bothering anybody? He said, no, he's real happy. So, All right, maybe he's got some of that he can share. Some people need some joy. No, I'm kidding. And, um, and so anyway, you know, he... Um, he came in that next Sunday morning. I grabbed him. I said, Richard, man, what was up with Friday night, man? You were wiped out. And he said, oh, man, I'm sorry. I said, look here, man. I said, you see that seat right there? That seat's got your name on it. And I want you to be in that seat. I don't care whether you're straight or stone, whether you're drunk or sober. If you'll just come and sit in that seat and hear this message that's being preached and let these people around here love you, you know what's going to happen? You're not going to need to go to the bar anymore. Because listen, church ought to be like this. It ought to be the biker and the banker. It ought to be the down and outer and the up and outer. Because we're all, you know, I just came from Nashville. All y'all's jacked up. (laughs) And that's the way church should be. You know, it, it is. I mean, no matter who you are or what your background is, we're all just messed up. And one of the ways I know to beat the blues is to just get out and start helping somebody that's more messed up than you are. I mean it, you know. I mean, you got something to give. Just give it. You never know what the impact of that's going to be. Richard came to church one Sunday morning, and uh, he decided he was going to get all of God he could get out of that service. And this is no offense to you all sitting back there in the cheap seats. But it ain't the same back there as it is down here, all right? Richard came in. He sat down on the second row right next to Miss Prim and Proper, dressed to the tins. I thought, man, somebody's love is going to go to the limit this morning. They started talking, and she said, Richard, what kind of work do you do? And he says, well, I'm a tattoo artist. I do exotic body piercing. And she lived a sheltered life, and so she said, you know, I don't think I've ever seen anything pierced on anybody other than their ears. And so Richard politely lifted his shirt and showed her his nipples. And she came screaming out of her seat and found me. And I enjoyed it thoroughly. Because that's the way, that's the way, you know, it should be. You know, you come to church and you got on your church face. You know, I mean, someplace between here and the parking lot, Super Christian appeared. I mean, that's the way that works, you know. And uh, and so, you know, just give what you have. And that's that's enough because it, it, it when you get involved in somebody, their life actually being transformed, it's so, will drive the blues out your life. There was a lady came to our church. She was a single mom. And, and she'd had it tough. You know, single parents got it tough. And she had it tough. She had a husband that had hit her and hurt her and abused her and abandoned her and divorced her and left her to raise their little child and little boy. And She was in the store one day, somebody from church, somebody just like you, in the store, not being very spiritual, just saw her and thought, you know what, I think I'll just ask her to come to church with me. And this lady did. She asked her to come to church and she came to church and she came to this place and she experienced the love that the people had for her. And it freaked her out because she knew if they were being kind to her, it must mean that they want something. And she didn't have anything else to give because she'd all 
had all been taken from her. But she started coming because that love's irresistible. And when I walked into this place, I felt the presence of God and and Ross and the worship team's worship. And, and that's irresistible to people. It's supernatural. And she started coming one Sunday night. She was sitting in church about halfway back in the aisle, and the pastor was closing the service, and he said, if you need prayer, why don't you come forward? And she had all kinds of need, but she was ashamed. And she wouldn't admit her condition, so she stood there in her, in her, by her seat, and all of a sudden she felt this hand tugging on her clothing, and it was her little boy, and she bent down and said, what is it, hon? And he looked up at her and says, Mom, we need prayer. And she said, I know we do, baby. It's going to be okay. Jesus is going to take care of us. He said, you know, everything was fine, and a few minutes passed, and all of a sudden she felt it again. And she said, what is it, hon? And he was more determined this time. He said, but Mama, we need prayer. She said, okay, let's pray right here. And he said, no, I want to go up there. So she left her seat, hid her shame, and came down and presented him to the pastor and said, Pastor, it's this little boy. He wants prayer, my son. And he bent down on one knee and looked him straight in the eye and said, Son, what do you want Jesus to do for you? And he said, I want Jesus to bring my daddy home. And they prayed. It was an impossible request, but he believed Months passed and their condition continued to get worse and worse. And one Sunday night she came to church and said about halfway back and to everybody's surprise, in came her ex-husband. And at the close of the service, there was an opportunity for people to receive Jesus Christ like there will be today. And to everybody's surprise, he said yes. Their lives were transformed, their marriage reconciled, and more children added to the family. It's all because somebody said, you know what, I'm not going to let the emotions of my life hinder me from being effective to give what I have. And if it's just a simple invitation to come to church, who knows what power that might hold. For me, that means everything. Because you see that, uh, that single mom... She's in Kansas City today. She's my wife, Sherry. And that little boy, he's 34. That's my son, Jason. And it was all because somebody said, you know what, I'm not going to be confined by the limit of my own emotions to keep me from sharing the wonderful experience that God has given me in Jesus Christ. And so... You know, a few months or ten months later, my daughter Amanda was born. And today, I'm flying home to go to a birthday party for Amanda's son, Zane, who's four years old. And none of that would have been possible if if somebody didn't say, you know what, I'm going to challenge the limit. I'm going to beat the blues. I'm going to give what I have. And lives will be transformed. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Maybe you're here today and you've never... Receive the love that God has for you in Jesus Christ. I want to give you that opportunity right now. Maybe you're here today and maybe say, Jimmy, you know what? I, I used to follow the Lord. I was confirmed or baptized or sprinkled or whatever, but I don't anymore. I know that I'm, I'm in sin. Then I want you to respond to this message also.
If you're here today and you say, Jimmy, I've never received what the love that Jesus has for me, then I, I want you, you know, in just a moment, we're going to all pray together, and I want you to pray that prayer. I want you to just pray it. And that's the start. That's the beginning of you just opening up your heart and saying, God, I want you to participate in my life. I want you to be part of my life. I want you to forgive me of my sins. And I want you to be in charge of my life. It's the most wonderful thing you could ever do with your life to make a decision to follow Jesus. And so can we pray together? If you're here today and you say, Jimmy, that's me. I want, I want to pray that prayer. I want to mean it. I want to follow God. I don't want to be backslidden anymore. I don't want to be away from God. Then pray. let's pray together and, and let's start your journey. Can we all pray out loud and say this? Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you just as I am. And I'm asking you to forgive me of my sin. To come into my heart. To make me new. I'm sorry for my sin. And I turn from it to you. And it's my desire to follow you all the days of my life. Now let me pray for, for everyone. Father, I thank you for this group of people, Lord, to brave the elements to come out here. Lord, I pray that this week that... Uh, any depression, any spirit of depression that's upon them will be broken. And Father, that they would find themselves looking for opportunities to share what they have, to give of themselves. And Lord, that that would change their lives and lives of people around them forever. God, use us all, Lord. Use us all this week in encouraging somebody that's got the blues, encouraging somebody that's cast down, and lifting them out of that of that depression, of that blues, and, and just helping them to beat the blues as well. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Mark. Amen. <clears throat> That's good stuff, man. I'm going to ask ushers to come forward and our musicians get ready as uh, we celebrate the Lord's uh, uh, death. Uh, and in communion, you talk about the blues, man. Blues gets on you when something's not quite right. Something's kind of pressing down on you, kind of pulls you down, pushes down your emotions. And there's lots of different reasons for, for struggling with emotions and stuff like that. It, it can even affect believers. But I tell you, if there's one thing that'll weigh you down, it's just the guilt of sin. And lots of people try to fix that on their own. They think, well, you know, if I just make enough money, I'll, I'll be okay. But it doesn't work. Think, well, maybe, you know, if I get high enough, do enough drugs, drink enough booze, find enough things in my life to, to make the difference. But it, it can't make the difference. What makes a difference is uh, what Jimmy was talking about, knowing Christ in your life. And that's what we celebrate uh, right now uh, in the body, uh, in the blood of Christ. His body was broken for us so we could be whole. His blood was shed for us so we could have forgiveness of sins. And uh, ultimately, that's what Christianity is all about. Having forgiveness through Jesus Christ. He came into the world, the Lamb of God, to take away the sins of the world. He died on that cross for us. And as we get ready to pass the communion out this morning, just reflect on what you heard this morning. Let the Spirit of God speak into your heart. You know, maybe what you could do to maybe break the blues in somebody else's life. Reaching out to somebody else, loving other people, inviting them uh, to, to come to church. 
Jimmy shared in the earliest service that uh, the uh, by far the largest percentage of people who come to Christ come because someone invited them to church. I mean, there's lots of other ways, you know, could because of a track or somewhere, someone at somebody's house and stuff like that. But by and large, the largest group are those who someone said, "Hey, why don't you come with me? Come and and and, and enjoy church with me." And in that environment, they find Christ. So, you know, let God speak to your heart how maybe you can reach out to somebody else and, uh, and, and make a difference in their life.